of prep. In fact, you walked in at the right moment, uh, right as we were doing all the prep. Yeah. 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 Right, there we, we go. Right, so right we're on. not right. prepped. All right, dude. Uh, so, everybody, uh, we're here. We're live. It's a fish room day. I got Greg Carroll joining us. Hey, everyone. Uh, Greg's actually been out here before uh, and uh, had some barbecue with my family. Uh, yeah. Brought his kids out to our mall. Oh, yeah. yeah yep. Right, yep. So, those of you who don't know, uh, Greg is the uh, like uh, president of the I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher this SCMAS uh, uh, club. They're the founders of Reefa Palooza, uh, Southern California Marine Aquarium Society. Is that right? So uh, I've been reefing for 21 years uh, in like every little reefing circle out there. Exactly. Uh, by the way, uh, what what is your Instagram uh, uh, name? Uh, G Carroll 1969. All right. So he told me last night uh, we were having some uh, uh, Irish food, and he's like, "Dude, I want to have a bigger uh, Instagram than you, Ryan. That's my goal." So go, you could do go make it happen today. Wait, what are you at? <laughs> I think, it, I think yeah. he's at like 1500. Some 1400. 1400. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, at, you're at 24. So if a thousand of you go no, out like and like his Instagram, and today could <laughs> be it today. Done. And I posted it. G Carroll 1969. I actually Follow posted me. the link to your Instagram in the oh, description cool. already. Right. This Look video. at that. Made it already there. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens. Me neither. All right, so it's fish rooms today again. Like you know what? Before we get to the fish room thing, it's Reef of Palooza, man. Like, oh you yeah, next founder, weekend right? we are. Oh, we yeah. are next weekend. So yeah. right next weekend is the first Reef of Palooza Chicago of all time, ever. right? Mm -hmm. Of ever. Uh, Randy and I are going to be there. Actually, our marketing director uh, Jeff is going to come down too. Oh really? Right? Oh, yeah. So uh, if you guys like uh, twenty-five hundred dollar gift certificates, if you like five hundred dollar gift certificates. If you like some free shirts, yep. if you like uh, uh, free uh, coupon codes, if you like to just uh, like get Randy to sign a headshot. Uh, there you go. You know, like <laughs> Bring your own headshot. Yes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. If you like Mr. Chili tattoos on your neck, man, come on down, because that's oh, what yeah. we're doing down there. It There's happens. all kinds of coral booths down there. So if you live in the Chicago area, uh, come on in, man, because we're all doing, doing it down there. And so when was the first Reef of Palooza for you guys? Uh, first Reef of Palooza, I believe, was uh, 2004. Two thousand. Well, that's okay. a long time, man. All yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Wow, man, it, God, it goes by so fast. Yeah. Uh, so Reef of Palooza 2004, by the way, it was like at a fairgrounds. You no, know? No, 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 Started in a backyard of our, oh. of our former president, Mark Trimble. Oh, okay. So the first time yeah. I went to was at a fairgrounds. Yeah, it was in his back. He has a big backyard, don't get me wrong. And we had a couple hundred people. Yeah. And then finally he got sick of us trampling all over the grass, so we moved to the fairgrounds. Well, <laughs> excuse me, we moved to Marine Depot's parking lot, then the fairgrounds. Oh, yeah. So you were in so, Marine Depot's parking lot first? For Reef of Palooza? Because they're, they're oh, closed, yeah. they were closed on the weekend, oh, so they're like, cool. you can use yeah. our parking lot. Well, that makes sense. Way to that go, Marine Depot. The that's third cool. one, yeah. Uh, so, yeah uh, uh, so anyway, we're going to go like uh, fast forward to today, and mm -hmm. you're now uh, in uh, a hotel. We were just there. And it's super nice, man. Uh, I could I missed one year, and you guys evolved so much yeah. in a year. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So if, if you want, like, specifically at the Reef of Palooza shows, if you want to go see pumps and stuff, uh, there's a little less of the gear at some of these things. It's corals everywhere. Right? Everywhere. If you want to see awesome corals, man, this is the show, right? It is. And All people are having fun. It's super cool. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. We're really, really looking forward to Chicago. I mean, first year ever going there. Mm -hmm. I think first year shows are always the best because yeah. we don't know what, what to think. I mean, Reef of Palooza's always take on the atmosphere of the local it is true. area where mm. you're doing it. And I know, I've never been to Chicago. I don't know Midwest anything about show. the Midwest except for Minnesota. Yeah. So I'm happy because it's only an hour from here from Minneapolis. So yeah. uh, big, big excitement for me. So we're going to move on here. So it's all about fish rooms today. And so like, hopefully some of you guys actually watched the episode that uh, we just released just like a half happened. hour ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're talking about the fish rooms and mistakes that I've made in the past. That's what I really love talking about the most, actually, is uh, where we failed. Because right. that gives you the opportunity to not fail here yourselves, right? Right. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, the more dirty laundry we share, the more excited I am about it, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah. like, you can tell people what to do, but, like, you know, where you've done it and where you screwed it up is yeah. almost always more valuable. Well, I was so, just saying exactly. before we got in here, like, if you watched the episode before you got in here, 
You saw the damage to the wall mm -hmm. of the behind the BRS-160. You saw the damage to the window that leads to the back of the BRS-160, the stand, mm -hmm. all, all, all the All the places where we yeah. messed ah, up. It's, it's bad. Some areas it definitely yeah, is. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, we're going to start there. So, like, uh, I would just say, man, like, if you're going to do a fish room, right, it's because you want to store all your goods, you want to get all the noise mm. away, you want to be able to, like, stand up to get the skimmer oh, instead of yes. crawling underneath, you know, mm -hmm. like, it's just way, way more convenient. And I got to tell you, you know, we built this kind of false wall back here in the sumps on the other side for filming. And the moment I walked up to it and I, like, could change my skimmer lid like this, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. I've been doing this wrong <laughs> for so long, so much of my life, uh, right? Yes. Uh, and so uh, that's really the goal is just to like make it easier because it's easier means you're more likely to do it. Yep. Mm -hmm. The failures you're more likely to see quickly. Uh, you know, the skimmer comps overflowing, I'll probably see it faster than if uh, I had to crawl underneath Absolutely. to see it. So, uh, but I'll just start like, what's the first things you think, you know, I'm gonna do my tank mm. and it's gonna have a fish room up front. And this is also kind of about prep for the tank too, right? right? So prepping for the area out front What's the first thing that you think about? You you told me your wife told me I told you where was well, yeah. it. Well, um, yeah. So so with me in my last tank, I had it up for ten years, and the wall took a beating. Mm -hmm. um, Do we have a picture of that actually? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. went to sell the house, and after I took down the tank, my wife saw that wall and she Ooh. freaked out. So that happened to me uh, at the floors in my first house. We moved it and the wood floors were destroyed. Yeah. Like totally yeah. destroyed. So, you know, I did, you know, mindfully, I thought about the floors. You know, we did tile through the whole bottom floor of the mm -hmm. house, you know, because if there were, at least that was something that wouldn't get damaged uh, from the water. I never imagined that there would be that much damage to the wall. Oh, and, yeah. and mind you, you know, you're about to move out and that had to be fixed like immediately. Boom. Had to get yeah. someone like there. The whole new section of house, they see that? No yes, way. yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess the, the, new own, the new owner even commented, I saw him sometime later and he's like, I would have never guessed there was your aquarium there because I saw, I looked back there to see what the wall looked like. I expected it to be horrible. Mm -hmm. And but yeah, we fixed it. I mean, oh. it was cheap to fix, but my wife's not going for it again. So, no, yeah, um, yeah, we don't want prep to look beforehand. That yeah, 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 we can prep so beforehand. Think mm -hmm. anywhere that salt spray is going to go is going to destroy it. So yeah. anywhere. I mean, you might as well think of like this three to four foot radius around the tank and even the backside and the floor. I mean, from the floor, above, behind, below, and mist. front, everywhere. Especially yes. like air vents, even close. Or just the mist will destroy the mm. air vents, right? So like uh, the same thing here. So we're seeing it on the walls uh, around yeah. the tank and stuff where the salt spray hits it. It deteriorates paint, it deteriorates drywall. Easy. Uh, yeah. It deteriorates pretty much anything it touches. Right. So there are definitely things you can do though. So uh, one is uh, you can kind of frame it out in tile, right? So yeah. it's not gonna eat up tile. So you can give your, your tank a little tile trim. Uh, depending where it is, mm -hmm. you can put some kind of uh, like a plastic black backsplash in there, like maybe FRP or acrylic or uh, like a, uh, uh, FRP by the way is a fiberglass uh, reinforced plastic. Mm. It's the stuff that you'd use like on a bathroom, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it, even if you painted it, you can also, when it does deteriorate even the paint, you can just pull it off and replace it, right? right? So mm. I could paint it the same color as my room, and then when it does get deteriorated, just slide a new piece in or whatnot. So my wife thought about doing uh, more like a, a vinyl, mm -hmm. um, maybe like a linoleum oh, okay. uh, yeah. type product. Yeah, so like so. anything, either the stuff you stick to the wall, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. anything that looks attractive in the room. You know, black uh, often looks attractive, so black like ABS sheets or whatnot, right? Oh, yeah, that's right? a good one. Uh, really anything, man, but like what does, like you might look at it and say, well, I don't really want that FRP or the black or whatever there, and then mm. say, well, what I really like is bubbling, deteriorating wall. That might get into your tank. Yeah, it, yeah. And it yeah, definitely did true. in the back, by the way. So on the top, uh, Randy lost our uh, <laughs> uh, overflow cap uh, somewhere, all right? And uh, for the, the uh, and I didn't even know you, so Dave, Dave ratted you out, by the way, this week. <laughs> 
<laughs> did, I, did I remember? Did I lose that? I don't remember. That's Dave, Dave, anyway. So, uh, but the the spray man hit the top and it deteriorated so bad you could actually see drywall falling into the thing. Oh, and I don't know man. what drywall is good for the tank, but it can't. Or like, I don't know how bad it is, but it can't be good. Yeah, yeah, I don't want it in there. Yeah, I don't want it in there either. Yeah. So uh, eventually we got a new cap made for it and whatnot, but like, it, dude, I definitely don't want that in there, and you're going to protect it. In this case. What we really screwed up is like we should have not trimmed it out. We trimmed right. it out in drywall, right? Mm -hmm. oh, that was yeah. totally unnecessary. We could have just trimmed it out in FRP or maybe even just uh, wood studs, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. But just trimmed it out in some kind of plastic or around it and we would have got more space. You right. know, instead of a half inch uh, of uh, uh, board, we would have had more space oh, in there yeah. and been right. able to get in. So, yeah, think about where you want to finish this stuff, hmm. right? So what else up front, man, are you going to do? Uh, getting ready for this So, yeah, I mean, flooring, um, that's, that's an obvious one. Mm -hmm. um, I know in our house, you know, I have a, I have a friend, Ivan, who uh, had a 400-gallon tank burst on him. Mm. Burst? Ooh. Burst. The whole front panel fell off. Ooh. Landed oh, on the sofa. That's a lot of water. And uh, all in one shot. Holy cow. And... Water destroyed his flooring. He had just had the house remodeled. I mean, just destroyed everything. Water that's, went everywhere. That's one thing in a basement. Another thing on the second floor, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. If it just well, he, goes he, through the ceiling. Yeah, in Cali, you know? we don't have basements, but okay. it was his whole, his entire first floor just was destroyed. Wow. Every cabinet, all of the furniture, everything. Well, so you probably have a crawl space or something, though, right? No. No, it's We're on like slabs, concrete one, oh, slabs. Right on the slab, right. Well, there you yeah. go. So some, so a lot of states have like a, uh, like a crawl space. So right. even worse, man, because how do I have to get in there to clean this up? Yep. now? Like, uh, yep. yeah. And cool. technically, I believe salt water is considered black water. I mean, it's, it's not. Mm. Uh, I don't think you're. There's gonna be some serious cleanup for it to be. Well, and in an environment right, that know. it's not really intended for, right. yeah. like marine water and corrosive All to over everything. your wiring. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, things are going to go bad soon. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, so uh, definitely flooring. So in my case, man, I'm, I'm going to tile it. That's pretty common. You know, yeah. Tile it or, you know, Or cement. even if you want the wood look, you can go with the, the plank, the vinyl planks. Mm -hmm. um, Note for they, sure. They look, so, they look so real now. I mean, you really can get by... If you have hardwood floors, man, be prepared that you're probably going to destroy them. Oh, I mean, yeah. we, we built this studio space back here with that build-your-own-piece-together-type mm -hmm. wooden floors, and within the first week, already had water spilled on it. Yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah, all but the time. But that stuff, uh, you know, holds up because it's like plastic almost. Yeah, you right. Know, it's, yeah. But it's not like real wood. Composite type. Yeah. yeah. So real wood, man. Like uh, I like spilled some water uh, uh, on my floor in my new house, and already the wood floor upstairs has this like permanent now curve right by the <gasps> sink. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and like I'll be doing that for the rest of my life uh, unless I have them pull it out, right? I probably won't because uh. uh, I don't care that much. But like, if it once a wood floor gets water, what it does is like it kind of warps and bends yep. and it dries at a different rate on the top and the bottom, and then it just holds that shape forever. Yep. It's screwed. Mm. Uh, if it doesn't actually like uh, salt water, will start to destroy the finish in between the cracks and stuff and eat its way out. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh, your floors are done uh, if you have fancy wood floors. So take the time up front when it's easy because you don't have to move the tank to just take out a piece of it and put some uh, tile in or you know whatever it is you want to put in there that yeah. isn't that. Carpet also. Almost always a bad idea. Yeah, it's gonna get soggy. And it, like the problem is, is then it starts to hold all the salt in there because you spill and it just dries out. The, the salt's the water And no matter somewhere. what you think, there's <laughs> going to be a spill. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I, there's no way around it. No. Even in my tank, in the case, like, I, I'm going to have a fish room in the back, right? And I'm like, well, I don't, I'm not doing water changes up right. front or anything. But it's just not true, man. I'm going to be putting corals in the front. Mm -hmm. I'll be big bags of water. They're going to spill. I yeah. got buckets and yeah. stuff. And I'm doing acclimation and whatnot. Like, there's not always going to be salt water. Right. Uh, and I'm messy. I just own it all <laughs> the way, man. I just... Uh, I am kind of a shoot from the hip kind of guy, man, and so I no, don't like I, I don't make it super tidy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, definitely there. And I'll say there's like one last thing for me uh, is power up front, right? Yes, yes. Always make sure you have sufficient power routed. Um, a lot of people don't realize that mm. how how much current you're going to be drawing. 
Um, personally, I like to have at least two dedicated circuits, two separate dedicated circuits. I got two, and today they're putting in two more. Right? Nice. I don't oh, have yeah. more, right? Mm. And part of it is because it's not just about I want to hit it the max. I want to actually be able to uh, separate them out. So if I got two heaters, they're on different circuits in case one of them trips okay. or whatever, right? That's a or great two, idea. put the return pumps into different circuits and stuff and get it kind of spread out, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. one of the things, actually, I guess I have five because I have one in the front of the, ha uh, of the room right. too, right? And so think about that, that there's some things on this tank that you might actually want to plug in on this side of the wall, yep. right? And not oh, yeah. necessarily send the cords through back into the fish room. The lighting is probably one of them. Uh, depending on how big your pump or, tump or your tank is, maybe some power heads on the furthest end, mm -hmm. like of a peninsula or whatnot, mm -hmm. you may not want to send a cord all the way back. Yeah. Uh, depending on what you're doing with it. Uh, but yeah, so having power on the outside. Right, that, that's a big deal. So in the back, man, this is where it kind of gets fun, right? In so the actual in the fish back. room, Fish right? room. Okay. Right. What's the number one thing, man, that like you think about in fish room, like I want to make sure I'm taken care of? This is, I mean, so you go search fish room, and if you search for fish room in the freshwater hobby, you get, it's the room with all the tanks. Right. Yep. Then right. you like saltwater, for us, I think a lot of times fish room means it's that dedicated space in the back or in the basement for sumps and right. equipment gear. and stuff like that. It's the gear room. Yeah. 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 So I, I, know, I know with me, um, it's going to be workspace. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be, look, I mean, I'm going to want a counter, mm -hmm. I'm going to want a sink. Oh, yeah. You've got to have a sink. I mean, yeah. if you're doing a fish room, and you, don't, and you don't take the time to add a sink to it, I think you're doing it wrong. So that's important. Like, so there's different places you can put a fish room because you can plumb through the walls and floor and wherever oh, yeah. you want to go. Uh, if you're going to put it in there, where are you going to put the tank? Like I selected this one partially because uh, there was a main drain stack in there and mm. that I knew that I could get a hole uh, for the drain. And above that, that was room the was the bathroom. That was the next thing I was going to say. So the bathroom had hot and cold water oh, already upstairs, nice. so I knew I could pull it down. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and the same thing with the other. If you, if you guys have been watching, there was another location that I was thinking about doing it. And on the other side of that wall is another main drain stack. And on the other side of that wall was uh, the shower. You know, so oh, like wow. I know yeah, I can you pull had several places you could get water from. Yeah, so, but it's important. I'm thinking about it, but I want to, like, I have carried around a skimmer cup, you know, that is splashing rotting fish poop all over <laughs> the carpet or floor. And, like, you know, we don't really think about it that way, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, that what's inside this is turds. You know, and so I don't actually want that on my hands. I don't want it on the floor. You know, exactly. Whatever. I don't pick up after my dog with my hand. You know, mm -hmm. I and I did, I'm definitely guilty of just cleaning the skimmer out with my hand. But like, yeah. it, I mean, it smells like what it is too. You know, like yes. I prefer it not in my carpet. Yes. Because that ain't cleaning like cleaning my hands. Exactly. Uh, I'm sure you're not the only one who doesn't prefer that in your carpet too. <laughs> yeah, I, I guarantee. If, especially if you think about it for a second. Like, yeah. 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 You're right. I don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, so having that sink right there, port the thing right over there. Yep. I spill a little bit. I probably spilled into the sump or mm -hmm. in the utility sink. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. So in that case, I was really, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do this or not, but if you guys watch the video, one of the things I'd really like to put in this room is one of those big kitchen utility sinks, right? Yeah. It's got the little spray guy that hangs down mm -hmm. from the top. Like, I've washed dishes Stainless. for a living, so like this is right up my alley. Uh, <laughs> Take you back to your roots. Uh, back to my roots. My first job, 14 years old. The day I turned, man, I was dishwasher. Nice. So like a malt maker too. Yeah. I whipped up a malt, washed some dishes. So, uh, but like, yeah, I just want that spray. I want to be able to just clean it out, and then, then you know the metal surface actually cleans up. But I don't really know like what grade of steel I'm going to have to use. Like yeah. 316 grade steel for a, a utility sink is going to be kind of hard to find in something big like that. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure. That, I think it's 408, which is the higher grade for this. It's going to hold up to uh, the uh, like rust and getting salt on it. So right. I'm still kind of researching that one a little bit or looking for like a laminated one. But even, you know, you're going to have the spray, mm -hmm. the sprayer, even a, a lower grade stainless steel you're still gonna be able to clean up after every time. So, I mean, it might be okay. So uh, we'll find out. If I use a lower grade steel, you guys will get to watch yeah. and see whether or not it rusts. You can uh, all, or <laughs> you can always go pl uh, plastic or... Yeah, you yeah. can go plastic and, and, you know, forget the over the hanging really cool one. Just get one of those ones that uh, pull out and has a little handle on it. 
Uh, I mean, no, I mean it's really that, cool no. to do these I mean, over the thing. Yeah. I, was, I washed dishes for many years myself, so I know how cool that thing yeah. is just dangling. And I'm gonna go. I, I'd like to go the other way. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I could do either one. I can definitely find like a porcelain double sink and mm -hmm. uh, like a slosh area that goes into it and just get you know your standard faucet. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe that ends up what I end up doing because it might have some storage underneath and whatnot as well. Mm. Uh, but like one of the things I like about those big sinks is they're like yay deep. That yeah, really right. holds the skimmer. I can really clean down yeah, down there without true. having to worry stuff spraying mm -hmm. all over the place. Yep. And uh, uh, if I need a work surface, the work surface drains into the sink. Yeah. Right. You know, there's no lip or anything. It goes right in there on purpose. Yeah, right. If you're working on frags or changing our yeah. canisters, yeah. anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it, there's just so many things you can do. It's, it's a nice workspace for everything that we do. Workspace. So that's the big thing, man, uh, is just figure out, like, I'm going to use this room not to hold the stuff, but if I can, figure out. And I, my space is not that big. You know, it's like, it's, it's enough yeah. that I'm going to be able to get this done. But, like, you know, most of us don't have, like, a, if you have a full bedroom or something, man, you can get the whole thing done, right? Yeah. But I got a closet, essentially, I'm dealing with. It, luckily, it's a medium-sized closet, but it's still a closet. Oh, you'll, yeah. you'll be looking, working on your table with enough space to turn around and be right at the sump too, right? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I may only have a couple of feet depending yeah. on where I put it to turn around, but in the end, I'm okay to work in a little cramped area if I'm getting the results I want, mm -hmm. right? Right. All right, so another thing to think about, humidity. Yes, yes. Now that's something because we don't, here with us, we just use an air conditioning unit uh -huh. mm -hmm. because we don't get as cold as you guys get. Mm -hmm. So I know that, that here in California, we don't really think so much about that high humidity because you know, you, our windows are always open or, or your air conditioner's going. It dries it's, out naturally. You guys got uh, basically a desert, right? Yeah. 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 And, and so here it's a super high humidity in the summer. Super. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I know a lot of people who have who have used those, uh, what are those things called? The, the dehumidifier? Like an, yeah, dehumidifier. Mm -hmm. And I bought one when I, with my tank because the humidity seemed to be bad in the right. house. And when I got the electric, first electric That's, bill. Yeah. It's like an air conditioner running. It's an air time. conditioner running, yeah, yeah almost, and it was running almost all the time. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, I'm just gonna set the air conditioner <laughs> to run. I'd rather be cool. They are, they're not, they're cheap to buy, expensive to run. Yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, and so here's the deal. Uh, there's a couple of ways that you can handle humidity in a fish room. Mm. One is you can build a lid for the sump, right? If your sump doesn't have a lid, build one for it because lids will hold the humidity inside uh -huh. of the tank. You'll form little droplets on it, it'll drip back down in, right? right? And so, uh, I mean all the way to get like a sheet of plastic, figure out how big the, your skimmer is and you know, cut a hole in mm -hmm. it and uh, uh, make a proper fitting lid if you care about humidity, right? Uh, you can also vent, but when you make sure that when you vent uh, the humidity out, you also have to have an in, right? So right. like if I'm gonna blow air out of the house, I have to blow air in the house. If it's 110 mm -hmm. out or negative 10, uh, know what you're doing. You know, you're now <laughs> cooling or heating the house at the same time right, as well, right? right? Uh, uh, and so there's mm. all kinds of things. I have a heat, I have an air exchanger. I was thinking about just pour, pouring a hole in the cold air return, but I don't necessarily want all the humidity going into my furnace either, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, and so like try to keep it down as much as you can. So in my case, I'm gonna put a lid definitely on the sump. So the sump will have a custom uh, lid on the top of it that will hold all as much of the moisture in there as possible. Uh, I think that that alone will actually be the solution. I also have a, a air vent in there for the heater, so the room's heated, so it'll blow mm -hmm. some fresh air and it will escape out there and flush right. out the room periodically. But just in case, I'm going to set up uh, a, a air vent for the room and just an empty vent uh, so a new air can go in. Just okay. exhaust it and then hook it up to Neptune Apex. There right? you go. So the, a breakout box has like a, you can just hook it up to a, any old thermostat, uh, yeah. humidistat. Yeah, and relative humidity. Just turn it on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And actually people often, because the breakout box has like, I don't know, how many switches on it? Uh, six. Six. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you could use two of them. One to turn the fan on and off, and two to set off some kind of alarm if it goes above that. You know, yeah. okay. a really cheap way to know. Mm -hmm. And for me specifically, I got my electrical box in there, right? And the thing's sealed pretty good, but I also just like don't want to mess around. So, right. Uh, I may also just buy a, uh, a dehumidifier, like a cheap one, and put it in there, 
and just set it up that if it ever gets high to turn on. Kicks it on. Hopefully it won't yeah. ever even turn on. Right. Uh, right? But yeah. if it does, uh, it will solve my problem. Now there is something that I, I found out. Um, I have those Nest thermostat mm -hmm. uh -huh. for my house. Yeah. You can actually set the humidity in there and it'll turn on the air yeah. based on the humidity. So that can be a backup to, to uh, whatever hmm. other plan you have. Uh, for dealing with humidity. So just to give you guys reference point, like how this humidity like affects other areas of your house, mm -hmm. right? And so this is a new house for me, and I'm just learning new stuff, you know, about uh, how these things work. But uh, in my house, I, I've generally turned the uh, furnace air thing on to just it's like you know off auto on. And I generally just turn it on because I feel like it's blowing air through my air filter and keeping my house you mm -hmm. know, clean or whatnot. Okay. So what I found is this new house, man, it smelled really musty down in the basement. And things just built. Oh, that yeah. should not happen. Not right. 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 Uh, and uh, like, oh man, I'm gonna have to call the builder up and yell at him or something, <laughs> you know? And uh, uh, then the inspector guy came over and he's like, dude, it's because you have the fan on all the time. And inside of your air Ooh. conditioner's furnace, there's a little area that kind of condenses water and yep. goes into a little pool. A little and it's tray. blown across the tray and it's getting moisture into the air. And because the basement's cold, all of the moisture, uh, the air, moist air is the heaviest and it's collecting in your basement. Oh yeah. Oh. So I turned it from on all the time to uh, just on when it's actually cooling, problem solved. Huh. Yep. Yeah, so like that's just kind of like, I mean, not just that little bit of sheet of water right. that's in there, right? Yeah, now you've got multiple hundreds of gallons going in there. Yeah, so, you know, monitor the humidity from these types of things, especially in a little closed room. Have some kind of plan for it. In my case, I'm going to put the vents in. A little vent uh, from uh, Home Depot you plug in, you're just like, what, 30 bucks yeah. to cut it yep. in? Yeah. And uh, super easy to do. If I do it now, then when the problem comes up, I can just plug it in. And if I never have to use it, great. Yeah. You know? Do you think uh, like an air exchanger or vents or something like that is a better option than try than covering the sump? It, maybe if you're talking like pH issues down the road or... So, yeah, if you were having gas exchange problems, yeah. uh, probably, but I haven't actually read, met into many people that are like having a problem getting enough oxygen into their tank right, or right, anything right. like that. Yeah. Right. So, uh, maybe. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we all know there's always that option of running your skimmer line outside. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, I'm right next to the door, but like, you know, uh, you know, like, or, you know, the CO2 Big media CO2, or whatnot. CO2 yeah. yeah. And, and now there's like even people doing recirculating CO2 media skimmers and stuff, which mm -hmm. are cool. So yeah, so humidity, uh, what else has got, we got to think about this one. My dream fish room has drains in the floors. Absolutely. Anybody's, I wish this studio had drains in the floors <laughs> because of the amount of water that we've yeah. spilt before. And hard surface floors too. I mean, if you hold, the entire fish room could be some kind of epoxy or some kind of like garage smooth floor that I can squeegee if I have to. Can't mm -hmm. beat it. Yeah. Yeah, when I, when I fill the uh, liquid fish, uh, fish poop on the floor, I like to just kind of like send it down the drain. Yep. Right? It off. That would yeah. be nice. Yeah. Uh, and then rinse it off even. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, and so if you can, you know, put a floor drain in. Uh, you know, you could probably find somebody on like, uh, you know, Craigslist, Hangy's List or something, come do it for a couple hundred bucks, either, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and put a uh, floor drain in. And then when you spill, you know, you can find it. One of the things that you got to make sure you do is put the floor drain in the right spot, though. So, like, yeah. uh, you oh, yeah. saw in the video, I used, like, this rubber ball mm -hmm. or, or wooden ball. What you really want to do is get, like, a heavy marble or, like, ball bearing. Yeah. Drop it on the floor. Uh, see where it goes. See where it goes. Ask, or just get a, some water, man, and pour it on the floor and see where it goes. You yeah. yeah. Do that, too. But the marble is probably cleaner. <laughs> uh, see where it goes. Yeah. And if it goes nowhere, uh, maybe put a little skim coat on there so it actually goes yep. into Gives the drain. Gives it some grade. Yeah. yeah. This is probably why a fish room in an upstairs rather than basement really works out is you go underneath the, the floor and now I can access the like I can easily add a drain right uh, now instead of tearing up concrete of my of my uh, you know my whole basement of my floor yeah but, I, you know I know for us here for us in California all of the newer construction houses have what they call a post-tension slab where they run cables through oh. through the concrete and then once it hardens, they tighten it. So literally, it just holds together and it won't crack or anything like that, but you also can't drill it. Mm. 
Okay, so I don't know that I don't have that. Uh, yeah, uh, who knows? Check on that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, there'll mean, be a, usually in the garage, there'll be a stamp that tells you. Mm. Huh, interesting. Well, I will find out. Uh, so you learn something new every day, man, right? Uh, yeah. I never, you know, as soon as you said it, I'm like, uh-oh. Well, I'm sure, the, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the guy that's going to put in the floor drain knows that he should probably check for that, too. Oh, right? I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's building code, one way or the other. Either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, there's a good, good, super good tip. Then another thing to think about is what you're going to coat it with. So if people coat with, like, epoxy and stuff, one thing to know mm. is uh, if you do that uh, just in general and walk on it, you're going to break your butt. Uh, you're oh, yeah. just, it, dude, it's so slick. Right? Yeah. yeah, especially you're, when it's wet. Feet up for sure. You to go buy yeah. yourself some safety shoes. Yeah, so I had planned on just using like uh, some kind of uh, like the stuff you use in the garage. It's like an epoxy it's with got a some texture to it. Yeah, and yeah. I think you can still squeegee some of that stuff too. I think the squeegee still works on. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and so putting it on is pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just it's got like flake in it for grip. But I was kind of like, I feel like there's got to be something. Else. I've asked a few people, like, what do you guys use? And everybody's kind of saying that. But I feel like there's got to be a better coating for the floor than hmm. garage stuff with flake. Uh, bed liner. Bed liner. Oh, like what they yeah. spray in trucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be interesting. I mean, there's different grades of bed liner, too, because I've gotten in some back of, the, uh, back of a couple trucks that you couldn't even push anything. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. super sticky. And then I've gotten some that are like, eh, I mean, it's semi-plastic, yeah. semi-good, but... Right. It's probably all the same, but the same attributes. It's, it's got the you know the grip to it. And it's made for outside. And it's yeah. made for outdoors. I wonder how that holds up to salt. I don't know. Ask people with bedliners in Florida or oh, California. Ask people that have bedlined their floor. Uh, let's see. Oh, Anybody yeah. their floor? <laughs> no, no. So, but I plan on right now just some kind of epoxy. I may yeah. come up with something else. And cool mm -hmm. thing about this is kind of there's, a lot of this stuff is like up in the air. Yeah. Right. And so I got ideas for it, and, and I'm like hiring some of this stuff out. Yeah. And by the time you see it, you may say, "Oh man, he did it totally different than he said." <laughs> right. uh, but it was because I learned something along the way, and we'll share mm -hmm. that uh, as well. And like I learn from you guys all the time. So uh, I read the comments and I'm like, oh, yeah. man, that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so I, like, you know, we all work together to achieve the same kind of goals. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Well, you're in the so you say you're in this like closet size space, uh, but we all know like we're looking back here, these big giant storage tanks probably take up the most real estate in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. How are you gonna? That's another big thing about my fish room is if I'm gonna do auto water changes or any type of storage, uh, those are probably gonna take up the most space. Yeah, so you can think about it any way you want. Like, it would be nice to have salt and fresh water in that room for sure. Right. Fresh water, like, is easier because you don't necessarily need a whole lot of it on hand at any given time in, in that room anyway. It's right. mostly auto top off yeah. uh, and whatnot. So, uh, you know, like a, a bin somewhere in the room is probably fine. Mm. For in my case, I want to be able to make, like, a month's worth of water changes in okay. a single thing. And it, at 2% uh, uh, a day, mm -hmm. uh, like it's almost a whole bin of salt every month. Right, right? Yeah. yeah. So like uh, I want a 160 gallon drum. Right? <laughs> and so one of the things you gotta look for is will this fit through your doorway? Right. right. But oh, yeah. Ryan, so the companies that make these, these drums, they also make them in square and rectangle shapes mm -hmm. too. There's all kinds yep. of shapes. Which means yeah. you're gonna get a much more useful space. So there's so many things to think about these things because the, the, the rectangle ones hold more water. They hold right? more water in the same amount of space. You know what they also have? Corners, edges. Super tiny hole in the top. Most, uh, most of them oh, have a hole wise? like this big. Yeah, so okay. Randy might fit in it, but I don't. Right? Uh, <laughs> gotcha. I've seen him crawl in some pretty tight in, spaces. I've been in them. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I ate too many tacos for that. Uh, I can't fit in. But like, uh, so yeah. So and then like my favorite ones actually have. Uh, we have one over here actually. Uh, they just have set top drums on the top, right? Mm. So they don't have screw in lids. They just set on the top. Right. Because now you can get Pop inside this and clean off. it really yeah. easy when uh, when you need You'll to. You'll need to clean it. Gotcha. Yeah. Eventually you got to clean it, no matter what salt you use and mm. uh, whatever. It's eventually going to get dirty. Some definitely way faster than others. Mm -hmm. uh, some may do it in a single bucket. Uh, others may be once a year or something. Right. You know? But uh, uh, yeah, so if you look at the different things, but I, in any case, I gotta get through the doorway mm -hmm. unless I wanna tear up my, pole, my wall, right? I wanna get as much compact space as I can. So maybe if I can use my little hand sprayer, uh, I, I can get a smaller hole, right, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, some of them are elliptical which means that I can turn it sideways, ah, you know, yeah. and get it through a door and have it bigger. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And 
Some of them are sideways, right? Meaning that I could put shelving above my head, you know, and put the water above my work surfaces. Oh, and I yeah. can even take smaller ones and link them together yep. with some PVC and like some uni seals or whatnot, or even bulkheads, mm -hmm. and take, you know, two 60 gallon ones and make a 120 gallon vat. Right. Now, this is a little mixing in stuff. Maybe it's a little harder up there, but I have an area to do it if I want. You can also gravity feed now mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. whatnot. So for me though, uh, I can't fit the 160 gallon in there and everything else. And for me, it actually doesn't really matter because I'm gonna do auto water changes and I'm gonna use a Neptune dose because there's no way you could get me not to. Right, uh, there you go. There's no, there's no, there's no choice I'd do it any other you way. You are not lugging buckets. Uh, never again. <laughs> well, and the good thing uh, about using the dose and I mean RODI in general is you don't have to have your water storage right. in your fish room. Mm -hmm. I can run a RODI line out to my storage. I can run my Neptune dose from the storage room or from my fish room and draw it out from the storage right. room. Mm -hmm. No big deal. Yeah, so right across the hallway, there's going to be a 160-gallon drum that I'll be able to make a whole bucket of salt at yeah. the same time. Mm. Uh, and the reason I get 160 gallons is uh, not just the buckets usually come in around that size. And like in this case, mine will probably come in a 200-gallon, but they actually make like 160 gallons. But in this case, uh, you know, like. I can just you know run the little cords like across the top yeah, and, right. and like it's no big deal. There's a drain in there so I can drain right out there, you know. Uh, no problem, right? So mm. there's a drain in both rooms, you know. So it'll work pretty slick. So yeah, I don't know. So uh, what else do you think about in a fish room? Uh, we had some other ideas here. Uh, another one is the finished or unfinished, right? So I'm, I'm really uh, yes. super curious. Yes. You'd, if you're going to put walls in, you mean? Or yeah. leave it studs? Yeah, so like uh, Rev was here and he clearly finished his room nice. Right? Yeah, and oh he yeah, got he all had that special built. drywall. Mm -hmm. uh, like the, got the, the moisture proof drywall uh, yeah. that stands up to moisture. It's like green, made for bathrooms and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're really smart, you'll probably put a moisture barrier even behind it to mm -hmm. protect the stuff on the other side. Mm. Uh, and so, but I'm super curious about you guys. Would you bother? Uh, finishing the room, uh, meaning putting up drywall on the inside or is exposed studs like good enough? You know? Me personally, I, I'd go with exposed studs because I like to build my own shelves and I can, uh, there's so much stuff I can do with studs. I can run lines, I can run water, I can build a shelf. It doesn't matter what it looks like on the inside to me. But at the same point, you have that salt water issue. Yeah. And Spread. you're not using pressure-treated water. I mean, pressure-treated studs. Mm. So yeah. I, I would, I would want to protect the studs. That would be first thing that comes to my mind because I've seen what happens with wood, like wood stands and things like that. Over time, of getting water on them, you know, they start to swell up and. Okay, so I just changed my mind. Uh, so uh, <laughs> you're gonna leave it open. So okay, well, this is what I was going to do. Is uh, probably anyway. So I was going to leave it open because the number one reason I was going to leave it open is because I know I'm going to mess it up, right? And I'm going to make changes and I don't want to keep tearing drywall up and down, mm -hmm. you know? And so I know that there's going to be some things like, and there's even some things like eventually I want to put in uh, like a display refugium in the wall too, right? right? right, right. And then now mm -hmm. I'm going to have to tear that out. Yeah. I don't want all that drywall dust in my fish room getting in the tank and whatnot. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing though, if you are gonna drywall it, like and tape the seams and all that stuff, you probably do wanna do it before you actually get this tank up Think and done, because yeah. you're gonna be standing it and there's all this dust in yep. the air. Yeah. Uh, but what I was gonna do, I was thinking, is use the FRP, that bathroom plastic sheeting, mm -hmm. right? And so at least there's like a you know semi-clean, easy to clean wall on right. the back that, you know, could pop the whole thing off. Too. Yeah, it doesn't look like just, you know, any old studs in there. But I was gonna do it later when I was done. But now that I think about it, I should protect both the drywall and the studs from the yes. splashes and stuff. Even though I have a lid on my sump, I should probably do it uh, in case, you know, the skimmers, cups going crazy mm -hmm. or whatever one you day. You never know. Yep. I mean, if it can happen, it's gonna happen. Even so. if it can't, it will. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Like even the things you never thought of happen, right? right? Mm -hmm. And so, but with the FRP stuff, then like I can put it in and it's super easy to take in and out. Right. right. So why not do it from the beginning? Put that stuff up there. Protect all of the uh, the back. It's super cheap. Exactly. And then, you know, like, I was gonna do it later, but why don't I do it up front? Yeah. No, it definitely makes sense. You know, my wife, being in construction, she's always about planning. 
Mm -hmm. She wants everything planned out. Uh, I mean, she's a project manager, so that's her job. And mm -hmm. so her mind always thinks that way. You do it in the right order, and it gets done. When we were remodeling the house, she's all, where do you want the plugs? And I'm like, well, I don't know. She's all, well, you better think about it because <laughs> it's got to be done now. So there's people that the way that they describe that is build the plan, work the plan. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, Randy and I are running that's, guns. That's right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I, yeah uh. that's, that's typically the way we always are on our own stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. when it comes to us, we may, even if we're in the construction business and we're making plans, that's our job. But when we do it for ourselves, you know, it's run and gun. Okay, so yeah. that said, it's you guys that actually correct all of that for me. Uh, because, like, I can't just run and gun and then show you whatever Willie needed. You think I did? <laughs> yeah. right? like, all right, man, we really need to think this out. I got to call all of my buddies and say, exactly. like, all right, man, this is the thing we're talking about this week. Like, yeah. what do you think we should do? Yeah. Exactly. Right? Uh, and so, like, a lot of what you see, man, is like, hey, like, this is the accumulation of, like, six phone calls I had. Like, this is my plan, man. Like, tell me where this is done. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, and so, like, we really kind of, like, hash it all out, and you guys get to see all that. But, mm. yeah, so, but left to my own devices, uh, and if I wasn't it, like, uh, like, oh, I think I know best, and I just go do it, and right. usually I have to do it three times. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, what else, man? We got here, we had... Uh, uh, you're, the, you're, so, I, this one about the... We're looking at our cheat sheet down here, so forgive us. <laughs> uh, the, sump and, the sump stand. Uh, mm -hmm. Specifically, you know, what you said in your video is that you found that this... Raising your sump up off of the floor for the 160 made everything in that sump way easier to do and easier means more likely to do it so uh you know I, I had a like i had a fish room but it wasn't where my filtration was it was where my water change stations were where my frag tanks were where i cleaned all my i mean i had sinks i had everything it just didn't house my actual equipment for my tank mm -hmm. so it was like a basement fish room but everything from my main display was upstairs and the sump was underneath of it right. but uh, I did have tanks down there, like frag systems, that had their own sumps. I put 40 breeders on the ground on the cement for sumps, and I can see why you want to raise your sump up off of the ground because that sucks. <laughs> to yeah, I'm telling clean you, we're, around we're not getting any younger. And, <laughs> and yeah, working on the floor. Sitting on my knees, sucks. dude, yeah. out of the no, question. These no. knees don't got that anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's a really good point that Randy brought up here, is that, like, you think of fish room and it has to have been plumbed there. And you could do that, run plumbing through the wall, through the wall, through mm. the ceiling, through the floor, wherever, and have remote sumps. Uh, like, uh, 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 Terrence did it outside, you know? Yeah. Build a big pool out there. So you can do all the things, but it doesn't actually have to be that, man. It can just be where you store all of your goods, you have a place to put away all your stuff, it's where you clean your skimmer out, it's next to the sink, mm -hmm. it's where you have your frag tanks, it's where you do most of your fish stuff, right? right? Yeah. And I will tell you that most of your spouses will really, really appreciate that that means that it isn't everywhere. Yeah. Right? If you don't have a place for it, it ends up all over the place. <laughs> that it does. All the same, and all the same concerns we were talking about apply kind of to that place, too, especially if you start doing frag tanks and stuff down there. But uh, all of the, like, the floor drains, the sinks, mm -hmm. and that all applied to my basement fish mm -hmm. room because uh, I was building water. I was making water down there. I had needed places to store it. I had all the same, same problems, same issues. In fact, man, I wish we actually would have hit on this like right up front. That fish room can absolutely be for anybody. Like mm. it's just a place, you know, for a home for all the stuff that we do, right? Right. Uh, right. It could be for the equipment and gear to be plumbed down there, uh, but it also can just be a place to clean it, to do my testing, to do mm. all of my stuff right. instead of at the tank where I'm spilling chemicals onto my carpet and yeah. stuff, right? Yep, mm. been there. <laughs> I think everybody's like, oh, damn it, me too. So, uh, so yeah. the challenge for your sump is uh, probably what height you're going to go with. Because you've you got to drain from the tank, which means it has to be lower. Okay, so here's the thing. It was like right now, uh, poor Felix. I've called and changed uh, what we're going to do on this tank. Like, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times. And I keep telling him, like, dude, you should just tell me that it can't be changed. Right? And it was just to save all of our day, right? 
Okay, so initially, man, I wanted to mount the tank like right on the wall, right? And mm. in that case, it like the way that it was gonna work just meant that I had to go plumb through the bottom, right? right? But the more and more I looked at it, man, I'm like, man, I really, really, really want to be able to put an MP60 in the middle of the tank and shoot across the bottom of yeah. it, right, to keep it clean, mm. which means I can't do that if there is a tower inside. And so now I really, really, mm. really, really want to go through the back of the tank with the plumbing. And so what we're going to do is push the tank out about six inches, mm. and then Chris Benner will build like a little wood trim that goes around. If you go to Sticks and Stones uh, Facebook, yeah. actually you can see it like right on his homepage or, or one of mm -hmm. his pictures. You can see the types of stands that hide all of the plumbing in the back and looks really sharp. So we're probably going to move it out about six inches, and then I'll be able to do pull the plumbing out. But if I went through the bottom, you know, the sump can't be any taller than that. Yeah, right. than the bottom of the yeah. tank. Yeah. So if I go to the top, I can you know bring it up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's another benefit of not going through the bottom is that you can you know raise up the plumbing a little easier and add the stand and the sump and, mm -hmm. and everything. That's also a benefit of getting the stand itself and the tank higher. Yeah. Is the yeah. sump and everything else gets in the back gets to be higher too. Yeah. Uh, without running into gravity issues. And. Uh, Sorry, Felix. I see he's here with us oh, today. Oh, Felix, so. there you are. Uh, Reef Savvy, there he is. Uh, <laughs> uh, he sent me a drawing of it yesterday. I got to give you a new one, dude. That one didn't work. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Sorry, uh, But we got, uh, we got ideas. So what, one of the things that, hey, actually, if anybody wants to help us, uh, like, uh, I'm trying to, where, where would they do it? Where would they post? Maybe you can post it on my Facebook page. It's just ryanbachelor.com. We'll do some drawings. But, so we got this tank that's about four feet by 26 and a half, right? That's the, like, the back pain the of back it. back pain, yeah. I got two things, man, that I would really like to do. And one is just have a standard kind of overflow thing for it that is mm -hmm. going to give me about 1,200 gallons an hour, maybe 1,000. You know, I don't really need any more than three times turnover for this thing. Right. Uh, but I really want to run a UV sterilizer at the algae flow rate, but I don't want it to go through the sump. I want to close loop it, loop it in the cool. tank, yeah. right? Okay. So uh, I just don't need all that water going through the sump, making noise and you know nonsense. So uh, it's just unnecessary. So what I'd like to do is make a closed loop in the tank that goes straight into the UV and then back into the tank, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so. I could just put bulkheads in there, but it'd look kind of wonky, you know, and be shooting out water straight, and I could, I could put up whatever. And we're kind of like looking at like using an overflow, maybe dividing the overflow in half, half for this thing and half so for... So doing it in. Yeah, but like we don't want them competing with each other, right? right? So if any of you out there, I mean, me, me and uh, Felix are like brainstorming yeah. this like uh, as we speak, like how to get this uh, new plumbing thing so done. So you need two drains, for the overflow, two returns, and mm -hmm. then also an inlet and an outlet for the UV sterilizer closed loops. Mm -hmm. It's either in the same area, below the same area, below it, or what have you. Well, now you, you have extra room for plumbing, right, with the additional box Kinda. behind it? So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to post the thing that Felix did uh, on my Facebook page. Yeah. So it's like, uh, again, just Ryan Bachelor. And if you guys want to take a crack at it and share your ideas, man, feel free. Awesome. Right? Uh, and uh, <laughs> like, uh, but yeah. So the big thing is, is I, I need two returns because I'm gonna have two return pumps, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'm also going to have uh, the closed loop. So I need to get pipe that will take probably about, I think it's like 1,400 gallons an hour. Mm. Uh, it might be less than that. I had to check, but it's somewhere between 1,000 and 1,400 gallons an hour. Uh, that is going to go straight through a UV and then back into the tank. Mm. And a nice clean way to do that that isn't going to mess with each other in terms of flow. Right. right. So, And I don't know how noisy getting, like in that case it would be like 2,500 gallons an hour going down one overflow. And granted the overflow is like probably if, three feet if long. You didn't, but if you didn't close loop it. Yeah. yeah. If I sent it all through the overflow and tried to dual purpose the overflow. One of the things I thought about Falling though is like water. having the like a false divider in the middle of it, yeah. and then you'd have an 18-inch overflow, mm -hmm. and then you have an 18-inch like secondary overflow that uh, like in externally would look the same, but internally right. I could put the water level a little lower so it's not competing with this, yeah. or even on the bottom of it, just remove the bottom so the water's kind of sucking up from the bottom of it rather than through the teeth, mm. uh, even though it looks like it's probably going down it. Yeah, my my thought would be like you said at first, which is you basically just have a bulkhead, but then the other ones have a standpipe. Mm -hmm. So it's running a closed loop 
-hmm. and maintaining that water level at all times. That, that's the way I would think, but it's, it's difficult to know that it would really work because you're it's going to cause looking, a lot of turbulence. You're just too. worried about the aesthetics portion well, of, uh, like, if you run the UV horizontally from the left side has the intake, the right side has the output of mm -hmm. the UV, then it doesn't matter what your intake looks like. There's nice little screen covers for that can cover a bulkhead. It's that wide open bulkhead on the other side. Yeah, and like, and I can't just use like three eighths or three quarter inch uh, uh, lock line. It's not big enough for that. No, for not for that much flow. So no. I have to use multiples or something, right? Then and you like, really start to see it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like, uh, I got I got some other ideas into this one, man. But like, uh, hey, so you just said like I, I don't want it to look janky or so what it looks like. So here's the thing: is even if I wanted to look janky, uh, Felix won't make it that way, right? Like, <laughs> no. uh, uh, dude, he just laugh at me. In fact, I think he'd just say, "I refuse. I, re I won't make that tank for you. Yeah. Stop janking it." Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know, but like that's part of the challenge here. And like, so I, by the way, so I had it all going through to the bottom, and uh, now he changed the whole thing up this week, and yeah. now a brand new challenge, right? right. Mm. Uh, and so, and poor. Poor uh, Chris Benner too, man. Like every time he's kind of like getting a stand ready in his head. Like, no, 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 change it all. It's gotta change. Change it all. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so eventually you guys are just gonna have to say no. Like, no, it's done, Ryan. It's over. And then I'll just make it work at that point. So, there you go. Yeah. Awesome, man. So cool. uh, let me see, is any other big things, man, about the tank room here? We uh, did a lot of them. Yeah, I think we hit almost all, uh, all those. All right, salt, rust, humidity, storage, uh, the sink, finished, unfinished, power, uh, drains, floors. Man, we hit the whole we thing. Hit there a it is. Lot man. Of so it. You yeah. probably got it. So let's answer some questions here. If any of you guys have any questions, you can ask about Reef of Palooza. You can ask like uh, Randy anything. You can ask Randy about his. Uh, I'm, I'm just presuming you wash dishes in the military too. Is that true? Um, yeah, Kitchen Patrol, KP, Boom. probably. Yeah, so we can ask about his, his, his uh, 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 yeah. like, uh, jet Funny. spray thing. Uh, you can do whatever you want. So let's answer one. Randy, shoot. All right, cool. Uh, we've got to say hi to Victor. Victor's here at WWC. I see him oh, there. Oh, hey, uh, man. And, Welcome. Uh, of course, it, again, uh, hi, Felix, too, joining us. Uh, let's take a look here. We've got a couple donations here. Reefer Gill gave us 10 bucks. Thanks, nice. Reefer. Oh, thanks, man. Reefer Gill and Farmed Frags, 15 bucks. Go buy some coffee with this, he says. Boom. I will. All uh, right. Farmed so Frags, that's my boy. There he is. <laughs> Right uh, AH wants to give us a Minnesota reef of Palooza. No. Ah, yeah, I mean, are we big mid, enough? I don't know. Uh, no. We're no, no Chicago. Chicago has a lot of stores. We, we got, I've been we got to Chicago. a lot of stores. You know, the idea is not to do one everywhere, but yeah. if we can find a major metropolis yeah, yeah. where a lot of people can get to. Mm. Mm -hmm. And for you guys, like you said, it's... I can drive there in seven hours, or I can yeah. fly in one. I know yeah. in that. Yeah. It's usually 100 bucks. The radius of that Schaumburg area, I've been to, or in like a 20-mile radius, I, I've been to like five or six different fish stores, and really good ones, too, All yeah. and saltwater-specific ones, too. So Chicago, specifically right there, means that from like Minnesota, probably getting pretty far into the East Coast, man, you... You could just fly in and out the same day, exactly. uh, probably oh, yeah. 150 bucks. Major you know? flight hub, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And go see all these fun frags. I mean, a, a frag sometimes 150 bucks, but to be able yep. to go see them all in person and like do your shopping, and they will let you bring them on the plane, by the way. Yeah. Yes, uh, so. I did that from the first time. Uh, at the it, last reef of Palooza. Well, you don't oh, yeah. know because like you got all those water rules and stuff, right? Uh, yeah. But they will like test your water, make sure it's fine. They called over a supervisor, and had him taste it. No, he just, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you can bring on live coral. And she's like, I don't know. And she called over the supervisor, and the supervisor's like, yeah, go ahead and let it go. Yep. It's like nobody even looked, they didn't even look it up. They just. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if an oh, animal's yeah. living in it, it's probably safe. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, so come on down uh, to there, man. Uh, next one. Uh, I think this is before we got to humidity, but Jake was wondering how you deal with humidity. We hit oh. that one pretty hard. Uh, I think we decided that you know, covering the tank was a pretty good idea. So Cover the tank, dehumidifier, yep. vent the room, re replace the air yeah. though. Uh, a uh, air exchanger in the house, always a good mm -hmm. idea. So there cool. you go. Reef dudes, Devin wants to know what humidity percent would you say is too high? Ooh. Mm, that's a good question that I don't know the answer to. I know in my house it was uh, when I didn't do it and I had those big break tanks in my basement mm -hmm. and all those like uh, clownfish breeding things and stuff. It was like 80% 80 80 in there. Something. That's too high. 
Uh, <laughs> I, it was just when like, it starts to peel paint off walls. And, it was like, like a rainforest rust, down yeah. there. Like frogs yeah. are living down there, probably. Smacks you uh, in the face. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably too high. Yeah, uh, it's way, way, way too high. I, I, would, I don't know the answer to that question. I bet you you can Google it real quick and know like what just. What's the safe humidity for your house is probably the phrase yeah, that I'd search for. Right. Uh, and then I'd add 10 points just because you're well, probably going to do it. I can say in, in my house, my old house, uh, when we moved, when I was doing the final cleaning, all of the ceiling fans in the entire house had rust spots mm. on mm -hmm. them. Oh, yeah. Never noticed them from down there, but I'm short, so mm. it's, it's the, a long ways the, away. The mist gets on But, everything. yeah, it... it it just travels everywhere. There's no hiding it. So you know, speaking of your house and tank, we really didn't see anything but your wall. Oh man, let's take a uh, look let's at see some these pictures, pictures here. Like, <laughs> we so got so Greg's actually, tanks here. Yeah, we got a few of That's them. That's why here. we brought them on. So let's just shoot from the beginning. Roll, roll through right. them all. Uh, so here's your great idea. Uh, what oh, was yeah. this again? So uh, that was a great idea that I had, which was I wanted to have a nice mixture of uh -huh. you know place for my calc washer to go. So. And to prevent any siphoning, I plumbed my Whoa. my return into the overflow. So I was shooting Kalkwasser right into the overflow. Uh -huh. It seems like a good idea. It seemed like a great idea. You know, you got a lot of water turnover in there, so it was constantly mixing. And then it was before it went down into my sump. I thought it was a good idea. It's a terrible idea. Ten years later, <laughs> Ten I years. found out it was not a good idea. Ten years later. Look Ten years. That. I mean, just the... Just the hole in the pipes was only about maybe, that was inch and a half pipe and it was down to like three quarters of an okay, inch. Okay, so the danger with that is that big chunks break free and clog it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah so, now water all over the floor. Uh, that's a really great reason, man. Like, don't put things down the drain that could potentially clog it. And that clearly is a clog yeah. risk. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I swore that I would never use Kalkwasser again. Mm. Wow, yeah, I'm using Kalkwasser on my little 50-gallon. <laughs> Kalkwasser is so easy, man. Yeah, Throw it your is. outer top off and call it a day, yep. right? Yep. Uh, that was my first major success, actually, is uh, uh, putting the Kalkwasser on there in the outer top off. Yeah. And like, for the average person, especially back then when like the knowledge in calcium alkalinity wasn't like as penetrated as right. it is today, mm -hmm. uh, like, like, man, all this stuff is growing all of a sudden. Yep. You know, so it's Keeps your easy. pH high, mm -hmm. keeps your you know, alkalinity and calcium at a balanced level. Um, I use that little Tunzi uh, Kalkwasser reactor oh, that yeah. they sell. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's cheap. It's like 60, 70 bucks. Yep. And oh, yeah. there's no moving parts. Yeah, super, super easy. Yeah. 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 All right, so a couple other pictures here. Uh, what else you got here? So this was your old tank? So that was, yes. That was my my old uh, 225 gallon. Um, How big is the one you got now? Is a picture of your F-flow, right? So, so the ultimate F-flow is the table you see at the top. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then I had a, a solitary, the Tyree solitary ends is right below it. Mm -hmm. Is that ultimate table in the next picture there, Dave? Right in the next one? To the right. Uh, to the right of the no. one you were just on? Top, second uh, from the right. That, that one. one. There we go. Yeah, that so, is? yeah, that's the ultimate airflow with the Tyree solitary ends is right below it. Oh, that's All right, my cool. So, uh, and that, that thing got to be about 24 inches in diameter. Wow, yeah. like a dinner plate. I and the thickness on it, it was a good inch and a half thick. Uh, wow. It was insane. And when it died, you told me. Yes, uh, I had my buddy Steve Garrett uh, uh, chop it up. We busted it up, and I put it in the calcium reactor. Boom. It was the original <laughs> I mean, reborn. Cycle. Yeah. I mean, the original reborn. Yeah. Right, there you go. But there you go. Right on. Yeah. Uh, More pictures right. of oh, it. Yeah, look at this. Okay, so now we're looking at... So, so that was my refugium. Okay. Um, I used to have a metal halide on it, and I was growing Xenia for yeah. the local fish store. Cause yeah. Ah, cool. Local fish stores love Xenia, and I could grow it. I had like a 150-watt metal halide on it. Yeah. It's one of those things that doesn't ship real well. So yeah. for those of you that ever want to like trade for eggs at your fish store, Xenia uh, is one of those things that actually moves and is really valuable to a fish store yeah. to be able to get locally. Uh, you can probably trade them for other coral or a credit or mm -hmm. whatnot because uh, it, the survival rate of somebody dropping it off is so much higher than shipping yeah. it in. Yeah, yeah. So this is all the old tank that you showed us had the wall on the back that was damaged. Correct. So now you're setting up something. So yeah, I, I don't have any pictures of the new tank that okay. I'm setting up. Okay. This um, is the one that we saw Joe from Unique Aquascaping? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. yeah. So um, 
I've Funny been, how long it takes, isn't it? it well, no, it's, it takes me a long time just getting motivated. Yeah. And then with the shows, I mean, the shows are every two months. Okay. I got club meetings every month. I have uh, steering committee meetings for the club every month. Mm. I mean, it just, it never ends. And then I got kids. My daughter's super active uh, playing basketball. You know, she's, yeah. So it's. Do you know why my tank progresses? Because it has to happen one week at a time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, without you guys, dude, I mean, it would take yeah. like three <laughs> times as long because it just got to fit in your life. But you know what? The building process, man, is just as fun as the it actual is. thing, mm -hmm. right? It is. Uh, so actually, uh, I mean, I think we're over time here, right? Or we hit it? Oh, uh, yeah. we're right at an hour. Okay, so one okay. of the things I want to talk about actually is that very thing, right? We were just talking about it earlier. And so uh, next week, we're actually talking about tank themes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not sure the guest is yet. I had some people and we we're switching it up the list, so it's going to be a little secret oh, right not now. not next week. Uh, no. Oh, not next week, the week I was after, say, right? Yeah, next week is Reefapalooza, so we're taking a break. Yeah. But after that is tank theming. But tank theme, that means how do you build like a dream tank, a tank that's like 10, 20 years you're going to take and hold your interest for that long of a period of time, oh, yeah. right? How do yeah. you do that? Because I was telling you today, man, like I'm the kind of guy that wants to climb like Mount Everest. I get to the top, sweet, just go down, right? <laughs> I, I, it was all yeah. in the journey for me that was right. the most exciting part of it. Uh, I don't even look around at the top, man. Yeah. I was like conquering the thing is like the thing I get most excited about. Mm. So with the tanks too, like I build it and then it comes into fruition and it fills out and like, ah, mission achieved, man, I did it, yes. right? Yeah. And then like, where do you go from here? Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me to sit down and just enjoy. Yep. Yeah. Right? I want to yep. go somewhere new, yeah. you know? I, so. I do a lot of just buying corals and then they don't turn out how I wanted them and hey, you know, I need to sell some to just, just constantly turning things over, make, mm. making small changes so it's always fresh. So that's one of the things that we're gonna hit on, uh, not this not next week, but the week after, is how do we do that? And definitely becoming a collector is one of those things. And I don't necessarily, just because it oh, like, yeah. grew out, I, can't, I can switch it out. Or there's some, actually some really cool ways that we're gonna talk about that mm -hmm. keeps your interest. Cool. If, if you're like somebody like me, who's always wants the next thing, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Uh, and so that will actually, again, we're going to Reefo Palooza next week. So if you wanna see Greg, uh, myself, mm -hmm. uh, Randy, everybody down there, uh, and Victor will obviously be there. He was here la last week, and so he'll mm -hmm. be there uh, you know, doing uh, his thing there too. And so if you guys want to come down and see us, come on down. We're giving away like 2,500 bucks every day. We're giving away $500 gift certificates. Yeah, what's the stuff. $500 one? That's new. Dude, yeah, that one's new. So the vendors that take part, man, like as a, like before we give away the 2,500 bucks, we're going to give away like 500 bucks for all the vendors that are coming away too. So you want 500 wow. bucks in like Ecotech stuff oh, or 500 awesome. bucks yeah. in uh, Brightwell. Oh, yeah. Tropic Marin yeah, Tropic stuff. Marin. Who else yeah. is in there? Uh, uh, we've got WWC. We've got... Oh, more. man. Uh, oh, I'm that's going to be a gold mine. fifth one. Uh, we're now we're in trouble. Uh, oh no, it's um, uh, the T5 light. Uh, aquatic oh, the aquatic, aquatic life guys. Life. They're okay. Sorry, yeah, guys. So you want yeah. 500 bucks in their stuff, you come on down too. So uh, yeah, we're giving away all kinds of stuff, shirts and stuff. Mm -hmm. Come on down at Reef Palooza. Awesome. Uh, but otherwise, we will see you guys uh, there or the week after. We're taking that break off. We're actually doing something super secret. I'm not telling you what it is. But oh. I'm not just uh, laying around being lazy next week. Uh, Dave and I are working on a super secret project that nice. I can't tell anybody yeah, about. Yeah, 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 uh, he's yeah. even just like, don't tell anybody. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we're working on that, and you're going to probably see it in about a month. And it's just going to hit you in the face. Like, oh. you're like, what? Oh, oh. They're working on that? No way. Uh -huh. Nice. Uh, so that'll be super exciting. Yeah. But thanks again, man, for having you out. Thank I you. appreciate it. Thank Flew you. all the way from California Thank to talk you. to you guys. Yes, cool. definitely. Before we let him go, oh. there's a reason that, uh, uh, not maybe a reason, but it seems like all the guests that you bring on, there's one thing that you've learned from them. And there's a, mm. a saying that Greg Carroll says, yes. like, has it as his quote, that ah. you love to repeat. Yeah, I say this, this. So you guys have heard this before, and you may not have matched Greg Carroll with this thing in his face yes. this is the one thing man i learned like i learned something for specific from everybody man but like yeah. the one thing that you just nailed is and i'm gonna butcher this but it is be wary of the people that won't oh, give you advice but won't try or show you the results is that it how does it go that's that's the close. theme of it the theme. um it is be wary of advice coming from those who will not show you the fruits of their success boom Right there, man. So. Like, so all over the place uh, uh, on the internet, man, we see everybody's willing to give out advice. Yeah. And then, like, suddenly they disappear. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, or yeah. they like they're like, oh yeah, you absolutely have to do this. You absolutely have to do that. 
pad and you do, don't do it this way, you're dumb, right? And I, right. And then like, okay, well show me your tank. Well, no, it's just not that good yet. Yeah. Well, like, and so I, I'm just gonna say it like it is. So sometimes, man, when I, I'm watching uh, uh, some of the threads out there, and you watch like somebody ask a question, and there's 100 answers, and 96 of them are wrong, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's like sometimes it feels like it's the you know kids teaching the class, right? Exactly. And the, the, the teachers are like lost in the noise, right? Yeah. And so the people like uh, that, it's hard to identify the teachers sometimes, but the teachers are the people that show you the fruits of their success, That's right. right? Hey, this is my advice that I've given and it produced this. Follow it if you want, you know, but if they won't show you this, doesn't mean they're wrong, just means like I need some more supporting data. Right. For sure. So right. I think that's the most valuable thing you can share with anybody. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, when I got on the forums a long time ago, I quickly found out, you know, you might be talking to somebody who's only been in the hobby for six months and they're just regurgitating something that they learned or that they read and they're maybe butchering it. They may not be saying it word for word, just like, you know, you've seen my saying, but mm -hmm. you had the gist of it, you knew what it meant, but you didn't have the, the words exactly right. And that's what happens when you're taking advice from a lot of these people, because you don't know if it's something that they really learned or, or something they're just regurgitating. Well, the other piece of it is like, okay, so that advice came from somebody and it's attached to a 10 gallon tank, to yes. a 300 gallon tank, to a fish only tank, yes. to a whatever, yeah. right? Like yeah. now I, if I can see the results, like, oh, you are actually trying to achieve the thing that I'm trying to achieve. Exactly. Like, and you did it. Yeah. I should listen to you, right? <laughs> uh, especially if the rest of what you're saying feels right to me. Right, right. right. Uh, so uh, thank you, man. Thank you for bringing that up because uh, yeah, I say that all the time and I really mean it because it's super important to figure out like who out there, man. Like, yeah, uh, listen to somebody and not everybody. Yeah, start listening to somebody instead of everybody. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like uh, sometimes when I say that, it feels like I'm saying listen to us and I'm not, right? Right. <laughs> I, I'm actually saying, man, when you're asking people questions, just like try to figure out how to listen, uh, like how to identify who the people exactly. are that like are really, really worth listening to. Because uh, there are, I've learned from people all day long, you know, and I have to do that all the time. Like, who is it that is my mentors and teachers that can teach me something and who are just the noise in the room, mm -hmm. right? So we all do it and it's awesome. So thanks again, man, for coming out. No problem. And we'll see you over at Reef Blues Up. Awesome. We'll see you again. next week. All right. All right. <laughs>